It, you have to put fear in people's hearts. The same thing under slavery. They would pick some slaves and they would beat them to bloody smithereens, basically, to scare all the other slaves into submission. And this is done everywhere. Anytime you have a tyranny, you take some people, you make examples of them. This is what will happen unless you do everything I say. And so even if it's if it's subconscious, it is a message to Christians. Welcome, everybody, to Conversations That Matter. Alex Newman, your host here. You're going to learn today a lot about the parallels between communism in the Soviet Union and what is happening in our own beloved country, the United States of America. Um, our guest is Julie Bailing. She's got uh, a book that she wrote called Beneath Sheep's Clothing, the communist takeover of culture in the USSR and parallels in today's America. And uh, based on that, she has written and directed a new documentary called Beneath Sheep's Clothing. Uh, it's going to be amazing. I, I haven't seen it yet yet, but I know it's good, not because I'm in it, but because a bunch of geniuses are in it. And uh, she actually wrote her master's thesis on underground Christian movements in the Soviet Union, uh, how they survived uh, basically this incredible repression from the Soviet regime, uh, trying to stamp them out. And then um, in 2008, she started seeing the same kinds of tactics happening here in America, the same kinds of things that the Soviets had done against Christians. And so in her book and now in her new documentary, she's hoping to, to wake freedom-loving Americans up to the threat that we are facing, what communism is really about, how far it has gotten, and how it has now infected so many of our institutions. Um, we'll, we'll talk more about the documentary going forward. But uh, Julie, it's great to have you back with us. Thank you for joining us. Um, Talk a little bit about these parallels. Uh, you, you lived in the Soviet Union. You, you, you served as a missionary uh, in Russia. Tell us a little bit about what you saw there that unfortunately now is coming to pass in the United States of America. Yeah, well, I was a missionary in Russia in the late 90s. So it was a few years after the collapse of the Soviet Union. But it was still, there was definitely a lot of relics of communism everywhere I turned. Lenin statues here and murals of other, you know, Soviet leaders every other places. And the people were destitute. Uh, the average income was $30 a month. Um, it was definitely a, a very interesting period for the people of Russia. And the thing, and I, I think I've said this before, maybe on one of your interviews, the thing that shocked me the most out of everything I saw there in Russia at that time was how few atheists I met. In fact, I met one atheist in a year and a half of talking with multiple people every single day and asking if they believed in God. So it was shocking to me that after 70 plus years of a repressive, forced atheist, militaristic atheist regime, and I find one atheist just a few years after that regime collapses. So I, I and I met some other people, um, a few, just a handful of Christians that were the most powerhouse Christians. Their faith was just so potent. And these old women with this, like, they had been believers throughout the Soviet regime, not just like believing quietly, they had been living their faith fully. And so that inspired me to want to, to learn more. And so I did write my thesis on the underground Christians, the dissident Christians in the Soviet Union, and um, learning the tactics of the Soviet state to destroy them. And essentially, when I looked at, I looked at mostly from World War II up until perestroika, because the early tactics of the Soviets to dismantle Christianity were very crude. And in fact, not that effective because they were just repressing the Christians and, you know, imprisoning in the gulag, executing clergy. It bred a lot of resentment and a lot of underground Christian activity and religious activity. And so after World War II, they're like, man, how can we do this better? How about we stop oppressing all the Christians? How about 
instead of oppressing all the Christians, we'll just pick the ones that are the worst offenders and we'll keep those heavy handed tactics to them. In the case of the Soviet Union, it was the, the unregistered and underground Baptists, Pentecostals, Seventh-day Adventists and Jehovah's Witnesses. And then how about we infiltrate the churches? How about we send the KGB into the seminaries and have them pretend they're clergy? How about we have them rise up into the ranks, water down the doctrines, make it more compatible with communism, control the churches from within? So that's what they did. It worked out very well for them. The infiltration of the churches was very successful. And those are the main the tactics that I studied. That I began seeing them in a I mean, even to this day, uh, Patriarch uh, Kirill, uh, he was a former KGB operative, a former maybe in uh, in air quotes, but the guy who runs the uh, the Russian Orthodox Church today is, uh, of course, from that long line of KGB operatives who were involved with the church. Uh, it's just fascinating that that has carried on. Now, uh, one of the things that you and I have talked about before is how we have seen some of the kind of tactics that they used against some of the, the more fringe sects, I guess, if you will, in the United States. Uh, you know, Koresh, uh, obviously, the uh, um, what happened in Waco, Texas. Um, talk about that. Why, why do they pick you know the smaller, more fringe groups to to target with the full fury, the full power of the government, and uh, and leave some of the more mainstream denominations somewhat uh, alone? What's the purpose of that? Well, I think mean, it's sending a message to everyone that this is what will happen if you if you defy the government. And the Branch Davidians were defiant um, to the government in, in some ways, definitely. And um, it's, it's this, again, it, you have to put fear in people's hearts. The same thing under slavery. They would pick some slaves and they would beat them to bloody smithereens, basically, to scare all the other slaves into submission. And this is done everywhere. Anytime you have a tyranny... You take some people, you make examples of them. This is what will happen unless you do everything I say. And so even if it's if it's subconscious, it is a message to Christians. Um, what happened with the Branch Davidians? I mean, that's a whole other topic. There's whole documentaries made on it. I do have a chapter in my book on it. Um, but essentially, what we need to talk about is the Cult Awareness Network. And it was this organization that actually put together a playbook to take out minority um religions, minority denominations, they had, I can't prove that they were, had the same goals as the communists in terms of like being communists themselves, but they used the same tactics. It was accuse them of child abuse, overinflate the child abuse accusations. The Soviets did that too, by the way, and then get the children removed, have these militarized raids, and that will break up the church. And um, it, it looks like it was for the purpose of just weakening Christianity in general in America. Um, but what happened with the Branch Davidians, out of everything I researched for my book, was by far the most chilling, very chilling. It's interesting what you just said about the child abuse accusations. Uh, I actually have spoken with people who work in the bureaucracy, the CPS, they call it in some states, Child Protective Services, uh, where I was told that they are now training these folks to look for Bible-believing Christians, homeschoolers, uh, people who don't want to vaccinate, and make an example out of them to suggest basically that these parents are a threat to their children. Um, do you think, I mean, you know, we, we've just lived so nicely in America for, for so many centuries. I think a lot of this stuff just sounds unthinkable to people. Do you think there's a risk that we could start seeing real persecution of faithful Christians? Absolutely. It's not even a risk. It's like guaranteed. Um, but if we have enough people rise up, and wake up and understand these agendas, we don't have to fall into the trap. But, oh, it's it's guaranteed. 
Wow. Yeah. And, you know, we see a lot now coming from the federal government, a lot of the more liberal states saying that parents who won't affirm uh, their children with gender delusions or, or things like this, that they're a threat to their children. Uh, they're putting out fake science, uh, you know, that the kids might be more likely to kill themselves if their parents won't call them by a fake name or whatever. Um, so it, it does seem like this is coming. Um, in the second segment, I want to go um, into some of the solutions. But, Julie, uh, we got two minutes before we got to go to break. Uh, tell us a little bit more about what you focused on in the documentary. What are some of the key takeaways that American Christians, people who love freedom, need to be concerned about? Yeah, I mean, there's so many things that we're packing into this film. But one of the most crucial for parents of children in school and also grandparents to understand is we have I have interviews with with Dr. James Lindsay and also Lisa Logan. Um, exposing the social and emotional learning um, curricula. <clears throat> and this is something that's in all of our schools now. And in fact, I had my son in school at one time. I'm now homeschooling him, but his school had the social and emotional learning. And it's a very slow start, but it, these curricula were created by people with Mark, whether they consider themselves Marxist or not, they, they, they use all the Marxist buzzwords. And looking at it closely, you see that what it is to do is to replace take away Judeo-Christian ethics as the foundational ideology of our children and replace it with woke Marxism. Now, Judeo-Christian ethics has led to our prosperous and free society. What does Marxism lead to? I, I think you know the answer. It, it leads Tyranny, to- death, slavery, torture, starvation. Yeah, you name it. It's an absolute horror show. Um, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. You know, we've been exposing SEL for a long time. Uh, actually, I found out from Castle, the Bill Gates funded organization that's kind of the ringleader here, that the idea came out of the Fetzer Institute. I didn't know about the Fetzer Institute. Looked it up. Turns out it's a bunch of weirdos who are communicating with spiritual entities. And, um, you know, they're, 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 you're right. The Marxist talking points are right in your face. We've got to break down the systemic white supremacy, oppression, culture, whatever. Uh, it's just in your face that they're turning your kids into revolutionaries, political activists. It is uh, just terrifying. When we come back on the other side of this break, folks, stay with us. Uh, we are going to talk about what we can do about this, right? We are not sitting ducks. We are not in the Soviet Union. We still have freedoms that we can use to prevent the continued spread of this cancerous, cancerous ideology in our schools, among our children, uh, and of course, in our governing institutions. So Julie's got a lot of insight into that. She talks about it in her book, talks about it in the new documentary. Um, so stay with us. We'll be right back with more from Julie Bailing after this break. I'm Alex Newman. This is Behind the Deep State Radio. Stay tuned. Imprisonment, forced labor, permanent separation from my family, perhaps death. I knew what could happen to people who were caught trying to defect, but the watchtowers stood yards away. The possibility of a new life in a different world, one without tyranny, was within sight. The West. I thought of the rewards no longer crushed under the boot of communism. I would work and make money, no longer restrained by the chains of collectivism. I would say what I wanted, without fear of spies and informants nearby. I would be free. The frozen rain and Romanian mud sipped through my gloves and cloths. I fantasized about a fire burning in the wood stove of my parents' home. But I pushed those thoughts from my mind, closed my eyes and waited for the cover of the darkness. Get Defector, a true story of tyranny, liberty, and purpose by Mark Hobovkovich with Paul Dragu, a thrilling page-turner that will remind you how precious yet vulnerable freedom is. Available at shopjbs.org 
or Amazon. For a limited time, get 20% off your entire order using promo code DEFECTOR20 when you purchase DEFECTOR at shopjbs.org. Welcome back, everybody. Alex Newman here, senior editor at The New American Magazine. Our guest is Julie Bailey, and she is the author of Beneath Sheep's Clothing, the communist taker of culture and the USSR and parallels in today's America. She's also got a new documentary called Beneath Sheep's Clothing. It is uh, absolutely extraordinary. She's got some of the top experts in the field commenting on these issues. Julie, thank you for staying with us over the break. Um, let's talk about solutions. You know, the last segment was pretty depressing, if I do say so myself. But, uh, you know, we're not uh, sitting ducks here. We have things that we can do to try to prevent the nightmarish future that these totalitarians have planned for us. Uh, what are some recommendations that you have for, for parents, for taxpayers, for voters? How do we stop this? Yeah. So if the Marxists want to remove Judeo-Christian ethics as the foundational ideology, we need to reinforce Judeo-Christian ethics in our children. I mean, if, if that's your belief, I'm assuming that most of your audience... Well, let's stop and define that real quick. What, is, what does that mean, Judeo-Christian ethics? Well, it's based on the Ten Commandments. You know, um, our society, based on the Ten Commandments, has led to great greater prosperity and freedom than any other society in history. And so whether a person is Jewish or Christian or not, but the basic beliefs of the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not steal, you don't kill... And there's a respect um, of also of, of individual rights with uh, with our American system. We need to reinforce that in our children. Individual rights, basic, you know, for me, I am a Christian. So, yes, it is the Ten Commandments explicitly and um, an understanding of Scripture, a connection with God, um, the family, the family, having um, reinforcing our families and um, having strong families, having strong communities of, of like-minded people. That is a huge bulwark against these agendas because the Marxists want people separate, separate and, and weak and destabilized because those types of people are easier to control. But if we have strong social connections with within our families and communities with like-minded people, that is a lot more difficult to topple over. Um, I do homeschool my son and I know you homeschool your children as well with your wife. And, and I know that that can be a very hard thing for some people. Um, I would hope that communities would come together. I actually have one of my closest friends here where I live is her goal is to start a school nice. and she's working on starting a school by the next school year. And she's very capable and, and she's going to do that. Um, there's, there's people who have put together curricula and programs for people who want to do such things. You can find, sources for that. Um, but we need to be educating our children. Um, look, I went to public school in America and my dad was in the military. We moved a lot. I went to a lot of different schools and overall I had a pretty good experience in my public school education, but what I had is not what is happening now. And it's not even necessarily because the teachers, most of the teachers are still good people. It's that the curriculum that they're given that they have to teach and they might not understand it. And they've also, they've been brainwashed themselves, unfortunately, in some cases. So even though our teachers, you know, very nice people, very well-meaning people, this system, the architecture has been laid and it's not fully been implemented yet where they can eventually push out the conservative teachers. But the architecture- And they're sidelining teachers too. I mean, they're, they're giving the kids yeah. all now their personal device and they're doing a lot of their schoolwork now on their tablets or their iPads. And so, uh, to, yeah. and, and I, I've seen them talking about the, the, the education establishment talking about this for years. And eventually teachers are going to become just glorified babysitters, right? Just sit there and supervise the children while they mess with their tablets. And that way, none of these uh, moral 
quagmires, none of these moral concerns will come into the classroom. Um, so I, I agree with you, Julie. Education is, in my opinion, the most critical battlefront. I mean, if we lose a whole generation of children to this indoctrination, you know, the, the totalitarians are going to win, period. Um, I, I love what you said about homeschooling, starting schools. You know, we've got to deal with this. Um so beyond uh, protecting our own children, and you know, I, I believe that that is the most important thing that an average person could do is protect their own children, make sure they're raised up with the right values, historic values that created America, that created our society. Um, what else can, can people do as citizens, as voters, as uh, taxpayers, as consumers? Well, I mean, I think, and this is, I'm not involved, I'm not, I have never run for office locally, but we need to strengthen our local, our city governments, our county governments, and our states. We have more control there. Unfortunately, there have been many efforts. Um, I live in Utah. We have serious subversion issues here um, with our woke, supposedly Republican governor um, who said, uses his pronouns. Um, but we need to take our states and we need to take our local and county governments and ensure that we have good people who who represent the constitutional values that we have in office there. Of course, I feel like we have less control with you know what happens in Washington, but we've got to do our part with that as well. Um, for our churches, I mean, we need to we need to honestly, we need to focus on our own relationship with God and ideally find a group of, of a faith community that supports um, freedom and is not subverted with Marxist ideologies. Yeah. And we, we see so much of the same kind of infiltration that you were talking about. You know, one that really stuck out to me, FEMA had this uh, clergy response team where they were teaching pastors to totally abuse the scripture and, uh, you know, misinterpret Romans 13 to tell everybody, whatever the government says, you know, you got to do it, get on the happy train to the happy fun camp. It's it's absolutely disgusting. Uh, and so, you know, if, you're, if your pastor, folks, is involved with the federal government in, in these silly things, uh, you probably ought to be finding a new church, maybe get together with the elders and oust that pastor. Um, talk a little bit about that, Julie. Uh, how should somebody know if their pastor or their church has linked arms with these totalitarians and what, what are some possible things that they can do we've got about five minutes left and i do want to talk about the documentary but just some quick warning signs maybe that your church is going woke yeah well we have um the replacement of again the connection of god and actually jesus being a literal savior that's been replaced in many churches sadly with a, with social justice warrior activism so if your church is a social justice church that's a red flag it's infiltrated very heavily with marxism um if your church was really heavy on the COVID mandates from the government, that's that's a red flag because the government actually did tell them to do that. And if, God, you know, and I, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to destroy anyone's faith. And it's, I don't, but it's, we, we have to look at the truth. Um, if we have, and then you're an expert on this more than I am, if, if we see that our church is working to promote the UN sustainable development goals, that's a red flag and but they're nice sounding goals but if they're if they're a church is calling for sustainability, equity, inclusion and diversity, I'm sorry, that's a big red flag. Amen. Couldn't agree with you more and uh Unfortunately, we're seeing a lot of that. Thankfully, a lot of those churches closed forever during COVID, and uh, woof, we won't miss you, but <laughs> there's still plenty out there. Uh, Julie, we're down about three minutes. Um, your documentary, Beneath Sheep's Clothing, huge, huge project. Incredible the way God is just bringing people together for this. I, I'm actually astounded from you know when you were just telling me about the idea for it to what has happened now. Uh, you just showed the, the preview recently at America Fest, uh, Charlie Kirk's event. 
Tell the folks out there, how do they watch the movie? Why do they need to watch the movie? Um, and what's the best way to track it down? Right. Well, go to beneathsheepsclothing.movie and watch the trailer. And please share the trailer. Um, we have the information there. We're going to have three live premieres. Um, and they're going to be in Phoenix on January 11th. St. George, Utah, January 12th, Salt Lake City, Utah, January 13th. The online premiere is January 19th. All of that information and ticket sales are on our website, beneathsheepsclothing.movie. But why should you watch it? I will say that whether, you know, everyone from you, Alex, who you've been studying this and researching this, to someone who is a normie, who really the idea of communi communism in America is kind of sounds really far-fetched, there's something for everyone in this film. And um, I'm really excited with my filmmaker, Steve Sorensen, that I work with. He is so gifted at taking these complicated um, topics and making it really entertaining, actually. So it's something that we can show to young people. And in fact, there is um, reenactment footage we have of indoctrination in a Soviet classroom and then showing indoctrination in a modern woke American classroom. And it's the same actors portraying when we have one girl who's our lead girl throughout. And she goes through a journey. We see her being indoctrinated. We see her being brainwashed, both as a Soviet schoolgirl and, and a modern American schoolgirl. And then in the end, she makes a decision that she is going to take off the brainwashing and see the world as it really is. And um, this is something that please share with your church, please share it with, with friends that have children in schools, please share it with young people. I would say not young children. It's going to be a bit much there. The film also gives a very good education on what communism really is um, with his great archival and historic documentary footage there. Excellent. That's excellent, Julie. Uh, I, I highly encourage people to check this out. Uh, of course, there was that famous uh, North Korean defector. Uh, I forget her name now, but she came over here. Run me part. That's right. Yeah, she, she said, you know what? In some ways, the, the crazy brainwashing on American college campuses is worse than North Korea, right? At least they're not trying to confuse you about your gender there, uh, even though it is, you know, anti-American <laughs> propaganda. Before we let you go, I want to show you guys the preview. Um, it's not long, so uh, let's let's go ahead and roll that clip. So here's the thing about communism. When it comes knocking at your door, it doesn't say, hi, I'm here to impoverish, enslave, and murder you. It says, I'm here to liberate you from oppression. I thought of myself as a happy kid. I was going to school. I was playing. And I had no idea that I was being brainwashed. Communism is like an international cancer. It must spread to survive. And America was the major impediment to the spread of this disease. They knew right from the start that America could not be taken from the outside. It had to be taken from the inside. They infiltrated America's media and education. He said the ultimate objective of having government school was to destroy Christianity. Those are his words. But unfortunately, we have utterly redwashed education, so we don't know what creeping communism looks like. I don't like the idea of teaching children that they're victims. 
that's when we're undermining the family unit by saying that it's destructive to have any sort of heteronormative society. Just affirm it or else we're going to take your kids away. And they say, well, no, that's not communism. It's, it's Democrat socialism. It's just dog do. Put sprinkles on top of it. It's the same thing. It was probably the most extreme version of communism. They separated children from their parents. If you ever want to take over a country, you, you indoctrinate the children. I just can't sit here and do nothing. This is the hill I'm going to die on. They say that that's why uh, we will take you to prison, because you're teaching your children about God and you don't uh, follow our... Uh, indoctrination. Just like in the Soviet Union, in America we have seen heavy attacks on fringe Christian groups. And I hate to use that phrase, the final solution, because that's what uh, Hitler's Germany used for the justify the killing of all the Jews. But uh, that's what they called it. Overall, there were 76 deaths of men, women, and children. And the real target is mainstream Christianity. But by attacking the fringes, you intimidate everybody else. The Soviets infiltrated the mainstream churches. All their, um, the top clergy, yes, uh, they are working for the government. And even some of them is appointed by the government. So the KGB agents would go into this church and then rise up. That's right. All of them is infiltrated. Similarly, America's churches have been infiltrated. So the American communists started infiltrating the churches right from the start. There are ravening wolves in sheep's clothing all over the place. They agree with Marx, so religion is the opiate of the masses, and the masses are going to need some opium because they're going to get put through some unpleasant experiences. Uh, their liberty is going to be taken away from them. What can we do? You know, get involved, do what you can. There is no time for complacency. We are only going to be saved by telling the truth. Telling the truth takes courage. Courage is proof of faith. Alrighty, folks, powerful stuff. Again, get to the website beneath sheepsclothing.movie. Check it out, share it with your friends. If you're within driving distance, get there. If you're not, make sure you watch the premiere when it comes out online. You'll find it all at beneath sheepsclothing.movie. I'm Alex Newman. This is Conversations That Matter. Thank you so much for tuning in. Till next time, God bless you all.